From the playing fields to the sidelines, from Florida to California, from the Big 12 to the Big 10, welcome to the wide world of RAF. Live from the 93.7 The Ticket studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here is your host, Chris Raff. All right, everybody, we are back again. This is the Wide World of Ralph on 93.7 The Ticket. It is Wednesday night, I believe. I think it's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah, I know it's Wednesday. It was Heavenly Waffles Wednesday. Yeah, you got the shirt on, ripping. Yeah, wearing it again. <laughs> you, know, you, you always know when Heavenly Waffles is in the house because yeah. the Heavenly Waffles shirt will be on. Yeah, don't worry. Raph does change his clothes. I do. He's not wearing the same shirt he was last week. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I changed my shirts, but... Everyone knows my sweatpants. I, I have <laughs> I have eight pairs of the same sweatpants, so hey. you never know if I'm changing them or not. I feel like uh, sweatpants and jeans. The pants always get like a second chance. Like if I, I I'm not gonna lie, I'll I'll rep the same pair of jeans or khakis two days in a row. Sometimes <laughs> I went down I went down to Alabama on last Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I wore two pairs of sweatpants the entire time, same exact ones. No one knew. The, when I was switching, when I was wearing the same ones again, it was just the way I roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Uh, Rep, do you want to know how we did last week? Oh, I want to know. I feel like another successful week for the Raf's roadies. Yeah, and as uh, apologies just real quick for all the watching on stream as we're we're setting up this new camera feature. So if there's times where I just appear like I'm out of shot, uh, we're, we're trying to piece it together here. But nonetheless, we'll quick give you the rundown. So last week, Raf, you were on fire. Uh uh-uh. nine and three. Yeah, I know, but the Broncos lost. The Broncos lost, and that's always a pick that you're going to be biased on. But also, the Packers pull one out of their hat. Yeah. Um. So pretty much, you you almost had one at the end there, man. But close. You beat me by two. I won seven to five last week. Above five hundred. Yeah, I thought I was struggling. My first four were wrong, or <laughs> not my first four. We we were pretty much even, uh, and then we got to a point where I think I hit about three in a row. I was wrong. It's like this might be a disaster, but we pulled through at the end there. Pulled through, man. Broncos. Mm. So close, so close. (laughs) And I think I had six right now, right? And I think I had the Jaguars too, and that should have been. I think if Trevor Lawrence doesn't get injured, I think yeah, I have a chance at winning that one also. Just a high ankle sprain, though, at least, which is you know, high ankle sprain isn't great, but it's it'll be interesting to see how they handle that if they do that that tightrope surgery on him, or if that's something they can do, or if he just has to sit out a week or two. At first, when it first happened, I was like, uh oh. I was like, this might be a season ender. Just it's a little nerve wracking because it's like, you know, you thought eight and four, you'd be sitting pretty good, but Colts seven and five, surprisingly, and the Texans. We keep talking about CJ Stroud, but yep. uh, you can't sleep on the CJ, Texans at all. CJ did it to my Broncos. <laughs> He's good. That's why I picked the Texans. I had a good feeling about Man. CJ Stroud. The thing about that though is the Broncos played really, really bad, and then they made a comeback in the second half, and then the referees decided that they wanted to play in the game a little bit too, and. Next thing you know, taking a loss and now back to 500 ball club. Yeah. Speaking about refs stealing games, real quick, we won't dive into NBA, but did you catch the Lakers midseason tournament where the Phoenix Suns? Okay. So short? I heard there was like a timeout that the ball wasn't in possession and they called timeout. I guess that's the yeah. gist of it. It was most one of the most egregious calls I've ever seen. Because so Austin Reeves, he has the ball and he fumbles it loses it it's rolling past him lebron's signaling for a timeout <laughs> they, they, gave still, it to they still don't call it it uh, rolls even further and then they it was it was a long delay for a timeout and i i never they said the, they called the timeout earlier they just meant to blow the whistle quicker but i didn't 
I didn't really buy it. But that was another game where the refs kind of took it away, and uh, that's a lot of it. It's hard to ref out there. So I guess where, where I'm scratching my head at with the NBA is it's an in-season tournament. And I guess, like, at the end of the year, are people going to be like, like, hey, we won the in-season tournament. Well, but you didn't win the NBA championship, so who cares? I mean, I'm not sure. I guess right now it gives them something to play for, but I'm just – I look at it and I'm like – it's kind of empty because if you don't win the, the world championship, people will be like, hey, good job. You won. It's almost like, hey, you won the preseason with an undefeated record. No one cares. You know? Yeah. I don't think, you know, maybe they put banners up in a different area. I don't think it's going to be something <laughs> you show off too much. Uh, but I'm gonna Raise be, the banner. You yeah. won the in-season tournament. I'm nice going to be work. honest, Raph. My mind has completely flipped on the midseason tournament. I thought it was going to be a disaster. And it's actually been pretty decent. There's been a lot of intensity in those games. And one team you have to watch is the Indiana Pacers. Because what's on the line if you win it all, if you get to the you know quarterfinals, it's $100,000. Yeah. If you win it all, it's $500,000. If you get second, I think it's two hundred dollars or two hundred fifty dollars Yeah. Um, well, the Pacers got a bunch of young guys. Yeah. And they, they're That's big contracts. money to them. Yeah, if exactly. If you could see it uh, in their midseason tournament games, that bench is going absolutely crazy. It means a lot to those yeah. teams. And then you heard Kevin Durant, uh, who's they got bigger aspirations. He signed up for it. He said, I was really against it, but these games have had so much intensity. Yeah. Uh, and he's super excited to watch the midseason final. Which is and you've got to think LeBron would like to be like, hey, I won the first ever in-season tournament. Oh, dude, he's going for it, right? That's why that That's why that uh, timeout really bothered me. Because yeah. <laughs> like the sun, if they didn't credit the Lakers with the timeout, the Suns would have had an easy, it would have been a wide-open layup for two points. We're just, we're just switch the entire game, but <sighs> I digress. Lakers get away referees. with it once again. <laughs> referees, they will do it to you all the time. But yeah, yeah, the Bronco game, they didn't play good enough to like. I wasn't like upset. Like I was like, I, I guess I was more proud of them that they did not have their A game and they fought back from down down seventeen to three. Yeah, but then there was just a couple like the fumble. I mean, it was a clear fumble. They all jump into a pile and then they give the ball to the Texans. When P.J. Locke comes out of the pile with the ball, I've never seen that before. I was like, that's what the pile is. You separate and whoever comes out with the ball. But They, they must have had like a – the only the way – because I thought the same thing. Like they must have seen at some yeah. point before the pile amassed. Like they, well, the, guy, the, the, the Texan like guy his... jumps on top of it, but he don't have control of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what upset me was like, yeah, I know he jumped on top of it, but he didn't have possession of it. You know, let him fight for it. But, oh, well, such is life. Such is life. Yeah. Well, at least your your Broncos are faring off better than uh, my Chicago Bears. You have some reasons to be optimistic. Yeah. I'm still, you know, <laughs> fighting. Give me Jim Harbaugh, and then I'll, maybe I'll smile. I think you have a pretty good chance at that. It's either that or Vegas, right? I would think so. Yeah, I think those. I would too. think so. Be interesting to see how that works out. But yeah, we could definitely use a change there. We yeah. went, you know, from Matt Nagy to Eberflus. Well, even before then, you got Lovey Smith in there for a little. It's been an interesting ride. Yeah, needs some uh, consistency. Bring there. back Ditka. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Papa Bear, George Hallis. The good old days. All right, Raph. All right, let's start let's it break up. break it into it here. Start it up. We're going to start out. Week 14. Thursday, December 7th, 7.15 p.m. on Prime Video. The New England Patriots versus AD's Pittsburgh Steelers at Accenture, Three Rivers, Heinz Field. Patriots, Steelers, you've got, I guess, Bailey Zappi versus, versus Mitchell Trubisky. I'm going. I'm, I don't think that they've reinstalled Mac Jones. You guys were talking on the earlier show about Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. 
I did think about this, which it, it kind of prompted me a little bit when DeMornay said maybe they'll bring back, you know, Josh McDaniels, because that's where he always goes yeah. back to. Remember, Mac Jones had his most successful season when Josh McDaniels was the offense coordinator. Oh, man. Because, that is a good call. Because last year, they they really didn't have a coordinator. They had their, they brought the defense coordinator over to be the offense coordinator. It was a horrible. Mm-hmm. This year, horrible. So now I'm like thinking to myself, I guess if they have any illusions of Mac Jones being the quarterback, you probably have to get Josh McDaniels back there just because he was kind of like the quarterback whisperer for Mac Jones that rookie year. So we'll see how it plays out. But yeah. but I mean, the Patriots are going to have a high enough draft pick where they're going to be able to you know, draft quarterback, I would think so. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. It's the stats you're seeing from the Patriots this year. Are like Matt, we said it last week, but if he just spiked the ball, he'd have a higher QBR rating. Yeah. The Patriots, this one blew my mind. Uh, so the Patriots, if they keep their opponent to 10 points or less, they're one in three. Yeah. The and rest the, of the league is 53, and zero in those circumstances, yeah. the last three games, their defense has played well. I mean, mm-hmm. You called kind of, me out on it last week, and you're right. Their defense has been balling. Yeah, it's playing. They keep 10 points and less, but yeah. if you can't score more than 10 points, as being a Nebraska fan, we do know that even <laughs> when you keep your team from under 20, you just might not win. Yep. So, all right, Patriots, Steelers, who you got? Steelers. <laughs> going with the Steelers. Yeah. I'd be surprised if you zag on me here. I'm going with the Steelers okay. also. Mitchell Trubisky, at quarterback, scares the bejeebus out of me. However... Their defense will probably score 14 points. So I'm going to go with the Steelers over the Patriots also. Yeah, it's just the Patriots just don't. I mean, that's, this actually that's a might, really good defense. This could actually be against. like a 10-3 to 3 game too because both defenses are playing really good football. Mm-hmm. Both quarterbacks are really not that good. So I, I, would definitely, I would be curious to see what the overs are for that game because I would guess they're probably not much over 30. Yeah, it's a rough Thursday night football slate. Unless you like defense. If you like yeah. defense, that's a dream game because those yeah. are two really good de- You might as well. I mean, the only one you could argue that should be in there is maybe you swap out the Patriots for the Browns. But Patriots, you, maybe you don't even do that. Those defenses are elite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm still going with the Steelers. Yeah, just, it's, it's going to be like 13 to 10, 13 to 3, 10 mm-hmm. to nothing. It's not going to be a high scoring game. And then if you get a cold night, it, I'm going to call it Three Rivers, Heinz Field, just because I'm not up to that eccentric stuff or whatever. So, <laughs> But, yeah, but I'm going to definitely go Steelers there. All right, we'll move on to the next game at noon on CBS. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 5-7 and seven versus the Atlanta Falcons at 6-6 six and six in Atlanta. Buccaneers versus Falcons. You got the birthday boy, Baker Mayfield. Going up, or I guess it's not his birthday. I, I was thinking of Johnny Mansell. <laughs> I was like, this is news to me. Now you got Baker Mayfield. Actually, they're expecting a child, so they just announced that. That's kind of what was confusing me. Okay. So, so you got Baker Mayfield going up against Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons, Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, the ghost, who we will never see. I have no clue what's going on there, but Buccaneers, Falcons. This is a nightmare pick for me because these are the two teams I haven't been able to get right all year. <laughs> and they're so, playing each other. Yeah, now they're playing tie. each other. Tie. So, <laughs> honestly, yeah, that'd be that'd be the one I'd love to call out for a tie. But Buccaneers, Falcons, man, I've been dying on the Buccaneers here. I Baker Mayfield has just been a rough year for him. Falcons surprised me last week. Didn't think they were gonna be able to pull it off. Give me the Buccaneers. Let me let me ride with Baker Mayfield magic one more gonna time. Gonna ride with Baker Magic. But, uh, this is it. This is it. Unless they got the Panthers or Patriots on their schedule, I think this is potentially um, last time I sign up for the Baker or Baker Mayfield Buccaneers to win a game. The here. Baker Mayfield experience. All <laughs> right. I came into tonight, <coughs> and I was going to select the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
And But you know me. Sometimes I make decisions at game time. I'm going to switch my pick. I convinced myself talking about Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson and Drake London. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are going to go above 500. The Atlanta Falcons are going to take control of this NFC NFC South. Yeah, the NFC, NFC South. South. They're going to take control of the NFC South division this week. I'm going with the Falcons. Fly, Falcons, fly. The Dirty Bird is back. It might be. I mean, hey, that's if you're going to be in division, that's a great one. you got a good shot to get in yep. the playoffs. Don't command. They're going to go in command right there. Yeah, it's interesting. It could be. This is a game I have zero confidence in. So if you're looking for betting advice, uh, if you're looking for betting advice, I would just say stay away from that game. Yeah, period. run, run, yeah, that's run. That's a hard one to pick. All right, we'll move on to the next next game now at noon on CBS. We've got the Indianapolis Colts at 7-5, and five, a surprising 7-5 and five with Minshew Magic going up against the 6-6 six and six Jake Browning-led Cincinnati Bengals coming off a victory in overtime over the Jacksonville Jaguars on Monday night. We got the Colts. We got the Bengals. We got Minshew. We got Browning. We got, this is a quarterback game dream right here. I feel like you're going to go with Minshew Mania here. I'm going to go I'm going to go with the backup for the Bengals, Gimme Brown. I think I'm not super confident in it, but I will say this, like with the Bengals, they still think got enough weapons. And I'll say this, they the run game was actually pretty impressive considering how much more they had to lean into yep. it. It looked pretty good with Mixon back there. So, I think they're going to lean into that some more. Um the Colts Minshew Mania, we'll see how long that roller coaster lasts, but give me the Bengals. Bengals. I think being over, you know, having the home field advantage, I think it's going to be big for them too. Uh, try to keep some momentum going. But, yeah, give me Bengals. I don't think Minshew Mania is going to go on for too much longer. <laughs> All right, I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going with the Bengals. Oh. And the reason why I'm going to go with the Bengals here is I'm going to take a hunch and say there will not be any wide receivers throwing the football on Sunday. I am still scratching my head over that game on Monday night, the play calling. I mean, I understand you try one, maybe one receiver pass. There's a lot. But when it is, how many was when the total? There were two. Two. But they were both were disasters. Uh-huh. Usually after one disaster, you just scrap it and you're like, hey, we'll put this away for another time. But to come back to it and it got even worse than the first time, <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? Your quarterback goes the entire game. I think at the time they threw their first receiver pass, he was 17 for 19. I mean, he only ended up missing like five passes the entire game. So I, Jake Browning, he showed he showed me something. And and the post game interview, he talked about how he's not Joe Burrow, but he he learned he's learned a lot. You know, sitting back and he knows the player he is now. And you've got Jamar Chase, and I thought maybe that his production would drop off a little bit, being that Joe Burrow wasn't there, which I know it has because you don't have that timing that him and Joe Burrow have. But he has enough with Jake Browning mm-hmm. to where I think they'll be successful, and I think playing in Cincinnati, like you said, the home field. I'm going with the Bengals. Who day? Who day? I like it. Who day? Who day going to break them bingos? <laughs> <laughs> I got it all. All right. We'll move on to another 12 o'clock game on CBS. The Jacksonville Jaguars and CJ Beathard will face off against the Cleveland Browns, which I'm assuming will be Joe Flacco again, but it could be DTR. He might be back after the concussion. I don't know where he's at in the protocol right now. So, You've got another quarterback-led game here. You got the Jags versus the Browns, Beathard versus either Flacco or DTR. I want to go with the Browns here because I think you, with the two backups going at each other, I think you're going to lean on the defense. Every time I pick the Browns, it's because of the defense. It's never because of the offense. 
But I, no, give me the Jaguars. I think going the, with the Jags. Yeah, I think they got enough with the run game Arr! with Travis Etienne. Yeah, and they're cooking right now. I still think they got enough confidence to pull that one out. I think they'll just heavily lean into the run game. All right. Should be able to pull through. It's going to be tough against the Browns, but maybe that's what you want. Just eat clock and uh, just try to play the same game the Browns always like to play. And I think that's a pretty good shot. It's tough if it's in Cleveland, though. All right. I am going to select the Cleveland Browns. And the reason why I'm selecting the Cleveland Browns is I'm just not sure if C.J. Beathard is the guy for the Jags to lead that offense. I, I When... Lawrence went down on Monday night, and the crowd just went, oh. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I felt with the Jaguars season. Oh, and I'm going with the Browns. I think that defense will give C.J. Beathard all kinds of fits back there. And I would, gosh, I, I think I like my chances more if DTR is the starter, but I think Flacco has right. enough yeah. with Amari Cooper, and you got um, Ford, and you got Hunt. So I'm going to go with the Browns, the dog pound, It'll be loud. It'll be cold. That defense will rise up. Miles Garrett, game on. Browns, dog pound. Man, you got all the calls today. I like it. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Dog pound. Man, that's crazy. Just looking at it, to think the the Bengals are at the bottom of the AFC North. At six and six. Yeah, crazy. All right, we got time for one. We got one. Oh, yeah, we got time for a couple more. One more. All right, we'll move on to the next game. Oh, man, we have got Houston's Texans. Verse the New York Jets at the Meadowlands at 12 o'clock on CBS. We got the Houston Texans versus the New York Jets. So you are going to have Stroud, CJ Stroud, going up against the return return (laughs) of Zach Wilson. I thought for a second there, I thought for a second it might be Rippon or it might be Simeon. I thought maybe Simeon, Mm -hmm. but... You've got the Texans versus Jets. And this will be, if there's any chance that Aaron Rodgers returns, he had, he had it down that December 24th return. If there's any possibility, I think it's, it's hanging. They're not eliminated from the playoffs yet, but this game right here, if they lose this game, Aaron Rodgers does not return until next year. If they win this game, they still have a chance for 9-8. and eight. You still have maybe that glimmer of hope of seeing Aaron Rodgers again this year. But... It's slim to none right now. So you've got the Texans versus Jets. Texans. I don't know. Zach Wilson's confidence has got to be scrambled. Yep. Benched, starting, benched, starting. The the media's come after you for comments, which, you know, could use some PR practice when he's talking about the defense that one time. <laughs> uh, but he did learn the second time around, but still, it's just been a constant, constant confidence issue with him and the yep. rest of the team believing in him. I just don't think him getting named back to starter, I don't expect an awesome game from him just because – that's tough to do. And then Texans, CJ Stroud, he's been balling out. Um, there's no question that, you know, out of all the rookie quarterbacks, he's one of the greatest seasons we're seeing in a long time. Could yep. be one of the best. You've just looking stats. But yeah, give me the Texans. I don't even think Rodgers is going to come back this year. Yeah. It's, even if they it's do very get to the slim, playoffs. Yeah. Like, I think if they just oh, I scrape in, I don't had, think he would. If he had an opportunity to get to the playoffs, I think he'd come back. If he's like 100% healthy, he would. Not even 100%. <sighs> See, if that's he where, has any chance to get, because, the playoffs is basically when you get to the playoffs, everything's just thrown in. You know, you have a chance that at anything. So if they have, if he can get in the playoffs, he'd come back. Or if he has a chance, like say that December twenty fourth game rolls around and they they still have an opportunity to get into the playoffs, and it's not like a one percent chance. Say they've got if you win the next two weeks, you're in the playoffs. He returns, but I don't think yeah. that's 
I just don't. I'd just be devastated. Can you imagine if he does come back in and he rushes yeah. it and he gets hurt yep. again? Man, you'd have to. Yep, all next year. Bring Dr. Dino Chachip, see what yeah. his next speed program <laughs> Can is. Can you get it done before training camp? Yeah, like, well, I just don't. I'm going gonna, gonna, to I'm gonna save a lot, of, a lot of drama and a lot of thinking about it. The Jet season ends on Sunday because the Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryans. The one thing that worries me a little bit about the Texans is losing Tank Dale for the, for the rest of the year. Yeah. That, was, that was a shot, but you've got Nico Collins, who had 190 yards against the Broncos receiving. Um, still wondering sometimes with Denver's defense, why that you just don't take Sertan and match him up. Even though Sertan did get burnt once or twice by Collins, I think you still take Patrick Sertan and man him up the entire game. But especially when Tank Dell went down, then you definitely do it. But, oh, well, it's neither here nor there. It's over now. But I'm going with the Texans too, the hottest team in the NFL. Well, not the hottest, but one of the three hottest teams in the NFL. I think like they're the darling. Yeah, they're the darling. Excited, yeah, excited definitely the darling. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with the Texans, and that'll be the end of the Aaron Rodgers watch. It will be over until next year. That's all right. It's it's his. You know, it's over for him. Taylor yep. Swift got the Times Person of the Year. That's out of grabs for him. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's over. over. <laughs> Primetime got Sportsman of the Year or Sports yeah. Illustrated. Aaron, on to next year. Yeah, I, I, real quick here. We got to go to break, but I just thought there's a lot of hate for Taylor Swift getting Times Person of the Year, yeah. and I was like. How could you not give it to her, bro? Like, even if you don't like her, yep, she's uh, popular. She killed it. Yep. <laughs> like she did. She just dominated her dominated. this year. But yeah, nonetheless, this isn't the Taylor Swift show. But yep, just some. Quick so I wonder, there. do you think Aaron Rodgers goes into the dark room again at the end of the season? Yeah, he's a weird guy. He's gonna have. He might. I, it's just gonna be so curious to see what. I don't think he's gonna come back. I think even if he wanted to, if I'm management, I'm just saying, just don't yep. you dare. If you I'll get hurt off again, till next year. It's gonna, we're going to be in a real hole yep. if you get hurt, you know, trying to rush you back into the playoffs. Yep, definitely. So, we'll All right. Up. Well, we'll send it a break. This is the Wide Road of Ralph, 93.7. That take it.